Hello and welcome to HW News Report. Here you can listen to news from political and economical world. Follow this podcast now to stay updated. At HW News, we have been delivering news that matters to you. Our goal is to present you with information that simulates conversation around topics of larger public importance that are often lost in the noise of shrill prime time. My name is Aarti and you are watching HW News. Welcome to South Connect. This is our weekly show where we talk about some important news from across five states of southern India. Let's begin with Karnataka. The Enforcement Directorate has conducted search and seizure operations at three premises of Ravindran Baiju and his company Think and Learn Private Limited in Bengaluru under the provisions of Foreign Exchange Management Act also known as FEMA. Now this happened on April 29th. That is on Saturday. The company runs a popular online education portal by the name of Baiju's. During the searches, various incriminating documents and digital data were seized according to officials. FEMA searches also revealed that the company has received foreign direct investment to the tune of 28,000 crore rupees between 2011 and 2023. Further, the company has also remitted 9,754 crore rupees to various foreign jurisdictions during the same period in the name of overseas direct investment. This is what officials said. According to the ED, the company has booked around 944 crore rupees in the name of advertisement and marketing expenses, including the amount remitted to foreign jurisdiction. It alleged that the company has not prepared its financial statement since financial year 2020 and 2021 and has not got the accounts audited, which is mandatory. Meanwhile, Baiju's legal team spokesperson said that the recent visit by officials from ED to one of their offices in Bengaluru was related to a routine inquiry under FEMA. Let's move on to the next news from the state. Hunting for a house in Bangalore but tired of bizarre conditions of the landlords? Well, you can't match this one. A Twitter user recently shared how his cousin had to furnish his school mark sheet to get an approval from a renter but was rejected because he hadn't scored well enough. Even with social media groups like Bangalore Rumi, Flat and Flatmates, Peak Bengaluru, house hunting is a daunting task primarily because of high demand, high rents and landlords rejecting people over the most trivial reasons in Bengaluru. Added to the list of bizarre reasons that landlords reject tenants for is not scoring high marks during class 12 exams. Taking to Twitter to share his cousin's plight, Shubh shared screenshots of a conversation between a broker and his cousin Yogesh. The broker had asked Yogesh to share his LinkedIn profile, class 10th and 12th mark sheet and a 200 word statement about himself. Now, without even expressing shock or the slightest of doubt over being asked for such documents by the landlord, Yogesh obliged and sent the required documents. However, the broker came back bearing a bad news for Yogesh. The landlord had rejected him. Why? The landlord apparently wanted a tenant who had scored 90% or above in their class 12th grade exam. But Yogesh had scored only 75%. In the replies to Shubh's original tweet, it was revealed that the landlord was a retired professor from IIM Bengaluru. While many questioned the veracity of this conversation, several others were not amused. I guess, if this is true, 
One shouldn't wonder if there is an entrance exam for tenants in Bangalore from now on. Well, let's move on to the next state, that is Kerala. The Congress in Kerala has urged not to give screening permission for the movie The Kerala Story. Opposition leader V.D. Satisan in his statement said that the movie tells a blatant lie that 32,000 women in Kerala were converted and made members of the Islamic State, that is ISIS. The movie is set to be released on May 5th and the trailer is out. The film, directed by Sudipto Sen and produced by Vipul Amrutlal Shah, has become controversial for its claim that 32,000 women from Kerala were forcibly converted and allegedly recruited to the militant outfit of ISIS. V.D. Satisan said, This is not a question of freedom of expression, but part of the Sangh Parivar's attempt to create communalism and division in the society by putting the minority communities under shadow. The trailer communicates what the movie's theme is. What director Sudipto Sen had told the media about the content of the movie is there before the society. It is clear that through the movie, it is intended to insult and defame Kerala at the international level. This is part of the agenda to grow communalism, the seeds of which were sown by PM Modi. Kerala will unitedly oppose the deliberate move to grow religious enmity in the state. That is what he said. Meanwhile, Democratic Youth Federation of India, DYFI, the youth wing of the CPIM, has also said that it is highly objectionable to portray the state in a bad light through the movie and stern action should be taken against it. Let's move on to the next news from the state. In a post about meeting Prime Minister Narendra Modi, actor Unni Mukundan sounded excited as he described the 45 minutes they spent together. PM Modi, on his two-day visit to Kerala, interacted with the young people in Kochi at a program titled Yuam Conclave on Monday. Unni Mukundan was one of the actors from the Malayalam film industry present on the stage, along with Aparna Balamurli, who won the National Award for Best Actor Female last year, and Navya Nair, who recently made a comeback to films. From seeing you afar as a 14-year-old and now finally meeting you, I am yet to recover. Your Kem Chobhaila on stage literally shook me up. It was one big dream that I had to meet you and talk to you in Gujarati. Now, this is what Oni Mukundan posted on his Twitter account. The actor who grew up in Gujarat has earlier spoken about meeting Prime Minister Modi there in Gujarat as a child and flying kites with him. In the photo he shared, Prime Minister Modi and Mukundan are in conversation and one is gifting the other an idol of Shri Krishna. Mukundan went on to write that it was the best 45 minutes of his life. Let's move on to the next state that is Tamil Nadu. Music composer A.R. Rahman asked his wife Saira Bano to speak in Tamil and not in Hindi at an award function recently. Recently, the musician attended an award show in Chennai with Saira Bano, his wife. The anchor of the show invited Saira Bano on stage to speak. She also held an award in a video shared on Twitter by a fan. As Saira Banu stood next to him, A.R. Rahman spoke in Tamil and said, I don't like to watch my interviews again. She keeps playing again and again and watching because she loves my voice. Now, Saira Banu smiled as he said this. The anchor then asked Saira Banu to speak. Now, before she could address the audience, A.R. Rahman told her playfully, Don't talk in Hindi, speak in Tamil. Now, Saira closed her eyes and said, Oh my God, the audience laughed and clapped at this. She then continued and said, Good evening everyone, sorry I can't speak fluently in Tamil, so please excuse me. I am super super happy and excited because his voice is my favourite 
I fell in love with his voice. That's all I can say. This is what Saira Banu said on the stage. Now, A.R. Rehman tied the knot with Saira Banu in 1995. They are parents to three children, Khatija, Rahima and Amin. Let's move on to the next news from the state. Tamil Nadu Finance Minister PTR strongly denied that it was his voice in her second audio clip leaked online. The audio clip purportedly contains PTR's voice criticizing the functioning of the DMK and Chief Minister MK Stalin's family. In response to the audio clip circulated online, PTR published a video saying that Chief Minister MK Stalin is not only the guiding light of Tamil Nadu but the hope of the country. He also said that Sports Minister Udhyanidhi is the hope for the next generation and MK Stalin's son-in-law V. Sabarisan as his most trusted advisor, aide and pillar of support. In both audios, the person is heard slamming Udhyanidhi Stalin and Sabarisan. The first audio has the person alleging that the duo amassed a sum of 30,000 crore rupees. In the second audio, the person purported to be PTR can be heard saying that Udhyanidhi Sabarisan and others in the DMK were taking away the spoils of the government. PTR has called these audio clips fabricated and published with an intention to create a rift in the DMK. This statement comes a day after Tamil Nadu BJP President K. Anamalai released an audio clip where the speaker is heard appreciating the BJP as it separates the party and government while that is not the case in the DMK. This is the second audio clip that has been attributed to the Finance Minister BTR. The first clip was released by YouTuber called Sauku Shankar. Let's move on to the next state, Andhra Pradesh. Nine students in Andhra Pradesh have ended their lives after failing to clear intermediate examinations. The result of intermediate first year and second year, that is class 11th and class 12th exams, were declared on Wednesday by Andhra Pradesh Board of Intermediate Education. Nine students died by suicide in separate incidents since Thursday. Two other students attempted suicide. B. Tarun, 17-year-old, killed himself in Shrikakulam district. The student of intermediate first year, hailing from Dandu Gopalapuram village of the district, was disheartened over failure in most of the papers. A 16-year-old girl died by suicide at her residence in Trinadapuram under Malakapuram police station limits. She hails from Vishakhapatnam district. A girl named Akhilashri was upset after failing in some subjects of intermediate first year. The pass percentage for the first year was 61 and for second year was 72. Over 10 lakh students had appeared in the examination held in the month of March and April. Police and psychologists have appealed to the students to desist from taking the extreme steps as they have their entire life ahead of them and they can turn failure into success. Let's move on to the next news from the state. The Telugu Desam Party rejoining the National Democratic Alliance is a matter of time, according to TDP leader and former Chief Minister of the state, Chandrababu Naidu. In a recent TV debate, when the anchor asked Naidu about a possible alliance with the BJP once again, he replied saying that it is a matter of time. Adding that politics and development are two different things, he said that he fully endorses the policies of Prime Minister Narendra Modi and is ready to work for the country's development. Praising the Prime Minister, Chandrababu Naidu further said, Through networking, the Prime Minister has boosted India's profile and increased its recognition internationally. I fully concur with it and will help Telugu people realize the Prime Minister's vision. I did not disagree with his policy. We had issues over the special category sentiment for Andhra Pradesh. 
after the erstwhile Andhra Pradesh was bifurcated into Andhra Pradesh and Telangana in 2014, the TDP formed the government with the help of the BJP and Pawan Kalyan's Janasena. TDP withdrew its alliance with the BJP in March 2018, alleging that the Andhra Pradesh was subjected to injustice under Modi's rule. Amit Shah then responded to the exit and stated that NDA has closed doors for Chandra Babu Naidu forever. Let's move on to the next state in the list, Telangana. The BJP's arsenal for its election campaign in the southern state of Karnataka and Telangana seem to be targeting the reservation for Muslims in education and employment. Reiterating that the reservation to Muslims was unconstitutional, Union Home Minister Amit Shah announced that they would end it if the BJP came to power in Telangana. He made the announcement while addressing the BJP gathering in Chevilla constituency on Sunday. The Telangana state offers 4% reservation to Muslims from socially and economically backward sections. The union minister called it illegal to provide reservation to Muslims in the dignity housing scheme under which the poor are given a two-bedroom flat. These rights are reserved for the SCs, STs and OBCs, he said. In Telangana, the KCR government has promised to enhance the existing 4% reservation to 12% reservation. A bill regarding this was passed in 2017. And though the Muslim reservation bill was forwarded to the union government along with a resolution asking the union to clear the bill, the union government categorically stated that religion-based reservation cannot be allowed despite the Telangana government clarifying that they plan to provide the reservation only to the socially and economically backward among the Muslim community. Well, that's all for this week's South Connect. Do let us know what you think about this in the comment box below. For more news and updates, you can log on to www.hwnews.in. If you like this episode, please rate us with 5 stars right now. HW News Podcasts are available on Benchpods and all other audio platforms. Also, don't miss to check out South Connect from the House of HW News Podcasts. And we're sure you'll love it too.